This is a Skeptic Frog production. This episode is dedicated to Kentaro Miura, the creator of Berserk. It's a fantastic series. If you guys haven't seen the manga before or watched the uh, movies, uh, I would highly recommend it. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, but yeah, dedicated to you, my guy. Air. Water. Earth. Fire. It has been three months since the search has finally ended, and the Avatar has shown himself to the world. But what should have been a symbolic gesture of peace has only created chaos in the material and spirit world alike. Mystery surrounds news of the Fire Lord's death, as the Republic City Council answers questions about their part in the seeds of war that have sprouted. And what is this mysterious disease infecting the world as they scramble to find the cure? More than ever, the line between right and wrong is blurred. Alliances are questioned, and loyalties between nations and leaders are strained. Now the world asks which side is right to define order and peace, the White Lotus or the Avatar. With the cards dealt, the pieces set, and the wheels beginning to turn, the White Lotus now more than ever has to face their own reflection as both worlds watch in anticipation for what will come of the Avatar's return. As the doors open to a bustling cityscape, we find ourselves at the wave of traffic exiting the train. The announcer, calling for this train's next stop, just audible enough to be heard over the humming chorus of voices and activity. Here, a child no older than eight weaves his way through the crowd as the door opens. His mother, lost in the line of those leaving, shouts for him to wait, creating a small wall made of earth that the boy runs into. We see a man dressed in a business attire under his medium-heavy coat as he waddles his way off from the boarding station into the city. Suitcase in hand, he walks with a confidence to wherever his destination may be in the U-P-E-N capital of Omashu. Despite the fall temperatures cascaded on this mountain city, it still brings a breath of life. The birds are still migrating their way high in the sky and the leaves on the ornamental trees decorating the entrance to this train station are being blown away by a few airbenders in uniform. There is little smog in the air at Omashu as the city has grown to house a number of different businesses and warehouses, using coal from a nearby town to help power the economic boom that is Omashu. We focus on a familiar face a face that's grown some grit in its eyes. A face we haven't seen in three months. A face of a man six feet tall, water nation attire though, carrying some Republic City presence to himself. Mr. Zaspera, would you like to describe what you've looked like in these last three months as we now see you for the first time? Once again. Uh. 
Kevin is wearing a uh, is wearing a beautiful uh, navy blue suit with uh, with like if you look at the pocket, it, it's embroidered with uh, with his factory igloo on it. Uh, having a trench, pretty much has like a trench coat in one arm, and uh, pretty much his his suitcase in another. But, and on top of his head, wearing a top hat. Beautiful. I'm loving it. As he sees this train brand the same number as his ticket begins to board, a formed line trails into this one of many passenger carts. As he begins to make his way inside, we peer in through the window. People are settling in these grouped seating arrangements. Kids are kept close to their parents, and attendants are helping to move things along smoothly. Some passengers from another location have stayed on, of course, awaiting the next stop to their destination. The seats are arranged in six pairs of two long benches with a fold-out table to set in front of them whenever needed. He reaches the attendant who punches a hole in his ticket as verification of his boarding, and as our waterbender turns to face the seats, I would like him to roll me a perception check. If you give me one perception check. Thank you. Would be a lovely 16. Okay. I would have laughed if you were like, a lovely 6. <laughs> <laughs> 16 is perfect. As you are grazing your eyes across this landscape of a passenger cart, we kind of move around a little bit. Of the passengers you see, you notice a pair of other familiar faces. One scarred and rugged, the other garnishing a new look to us, but still all the more real, with a degree of grit about both of them as well. With them is an unfamiliar face, though we can tell they are of Fire Nation descent. He seems to be buried in a book unaware of his surroundings, but the two, the two six-foot giants sitting next to him, are also faces we haven't seen in three months. Jaeger and Taro, I would like you guys to describe your appearances. You want to go, Jaeger? Uh, you can go ahead. All right. So, Taro's looking pretty fresh. She's chopped off her hair. That's one big thing. It's no longer red. Question mark, question mark, question mark. And perhaps a, a, a major uh, little tidbit that is no longer thing Taro does anymore is she doesn't wear glasses anymore. That's it. That's changed about Taro. But I think they are pretty uh, pretty important uh, details. Indeed they are. <laughs> alright, y'all. Sit down, alright? If you're standing up for some reason, you're gonna need to sit down, alright? Jaeger has gone through a massive, massive overhaul, right? I went into the lab with the brightest minds of scientists from all around the world, and Jaeger now has a beard. Whoa, what kind of beard? It's like it's like an unkept, like, short baby beard, but it's coming, you know? A and, and, and he's got a and, and, he, and he's got a cloak made out of fur. The clothes are still pretty much the same as last book, except this time he has two scimitars, the, the, the gift from uh, the recently deceased uh, Yanger Meister and uh, Kevin Meister and 
the axe is still there, and that's that's uh, what's going on with Jaeger. That's what he looks like. He may stand okay. up now if we were sitting before and then standing. Beautiful. Uh, Tara, I do want to ask, um, it's been three months since we've seen everybody. And of course, with the world that we live in, the same thing happens in the Avatar world. Seasons change. Taro, is there anything new with your uh, clothing this time of year, uh, as it has begun to get a little cooler? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's probably wearing some, some longer sleeves. Um, same color scheme, because, you know, Earth Kingdom, what else are you going to do? Yeah, longer pants, longer sleeves. Yes, Okay. It... Okay. And the two of you, would you mind rolling me perception checks as well? My life is still in shambles. 17 plus 4, yeah. 21. Nice. I Starting got off strong. A 12. That's my only good pull. <laughs> okay. Taro and Kevin, the two of you lock eyes with each other. As you're about three or four benches away, Kevin, you see Taro. Taro, you see Kevin kind of standing at the... Uh, in front of the attendant as his ticket is getting punched. And you... Given your roles, you both immediately recognize each other. 100%. Taro! Get over here! And I'm running over top. I'm running over top to Tora Tyler like, I haven't seen you in so long! It's been, like, three months. Nice top hat. Thank you. Did you change your hair? Oh, yeah, I chopped it off. It looks cute. Thanks. And she's going to show it off. <laughs> what should, now, what happened to your glasses? You took them off? Um, I don't, I didn't need them. They're fashion. Uh, it's no longer in fashion anymore. Look around and there's like 20 people in glasses. Pay no mind, pay no mind. There's one more seat. Let's sit. So, how things going on with you? As you go to sit down, Kevin, uh, you look over and you see Jaeger is uh, stressing over this table that's set in front of you guys. Uh, there is a big scroll out in front of him and he has a pen in one of his hands. I don't think we've ever described if Jaeger is right or left-handed, so I'm leaving that up to his player, uh, but you see the firebender that was with them before, definitely not as tall as you guys, probably more like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, uh, head buried in a book, long hair that is uh, uh, tied up in a small bun that still kind of hangs down below his shoulders, a very clean looking face, he wears clothing that is just like what you saw Shang wear back in the day, and he does have a white lotus sash tied around his waist as well. And you just hear him, without even looking up from the book, he goes, Yes, Jaeger, are you finished with that scroll yet? No. Oh, get to it, get to it. And he flips a page and continues to read. Yes, I would like to see it finished before the end of this ride, sir. Uh, you know, some hey. people can't read in moving vehicles. Well, I'm oh. sorry, what? He, he looks up from his book and says, I'm sorry, what was that, Miss Mendoza? I said some people have motion sickness, and it's hard to read on moving uh, vehicles. Hmm, I guess that's fair. Mm. 
Well, Jaeger, you can put the scroll away once we begin moving, then. Oh, my head. Oh, jeez. It hurts so bad. Oh. We oh, haven't started like moving yet. Oh. This is actually prime time to uh, jot that down, and he... Oh, the movement. Go, go ahead. Jaeger, we it haven't even started so moving. This, oh. If there's any time, it is now. Hey, Jaeger, how's it going? It's I start going. moving the scroll up and down, up and down. Miss oh, Magellan, please, please, he is trying to get it's the studies moving. taken care of. Oh, the motions. Miss Mendoza, please allow allow me to teach my student here. Mid Jaeger collapses into the into the. Oh my God! Look at your All right, quit oh. being so dramatic. Oh, okay. I think I see what's wrong with him. It's uh, him being too over dramatic. <laughs> yes, his over uh, dramatization is a. Uh, it is a struggle, I will say. And he gets up and hand signs and everything. He gives you a bow and he says, Yes, you must be Mr. Zaspra. You are a member of Team 2B as well. Yes, sir. Yes, I've had I... to bow in respect to towards him. I am Master Mao. I am uh, tagging along with you guys on your way to the White Lotus Capital uh, headquarters. Gotcha. He's chaperoning. Ah, I wouldn't put it like that. More of just uh, keeping an eye on you, making sure that we are getting to our destination in a timely manner. That is all. Gotcha. Well, I would be this time to catch up and tell you what I found about a certain vendor that we all know. And with that, the train begins to start moving. Uh, you know how Republican was attacked, right? What? We were all there. Yeah, I know. What's up? Well, at the same time, Republic City was attacked. The Fire Nation was attacked, too. No. So, of course, there's going, there was tension. The White Lotus is trying their best to ease tension there. That's going to be something. As that's going on, uh, when we were finding stuff about Dante, he, he's definitely from the Fire Nation. We have no idea who his parents are. We don't even know how he got here from the Fire Nation to Republic State. It's just a lot of blanks. So it's quite odd. How do you know for sure he's Fire Nation? His, we found his record in uh, the hospital books in the Fire Nation. From how many years ago? Uh, DM, can I roll history to find out? His birth certificate says it's from eight years ago. But it's all the same name, same eye color, same hair color. It's eight years ago. He's a full grown man. What happened during that time period? <laughs> I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, and well, a couple more things. This, uh, the White Lotus School is almost, will be completed in within a month or two. And Z is the new head, uh, it's the new head there. Oh, look at her. Congrats. And my father is well enough that he can take on the duties of the, of the council and CEO of, of the of Igloo Corporation. Oh, and that reminds me. As I open up my suitcase, giving each, uh, giving Tara, Jaeger, and uh, the one who accompanied us, of course, little, uh, little Yangs, or Yangers, so we all can have, <laughs> have those lovely healing potions. You called the Yangers? Wait, what? I mean, what? That's really good. Remember those healing potions we sometimes call little cabins? Yeah. Um, I think it's officially should we know it, uh, uh, Yangers, <laughs> or the honor Yang, <laughs> and the sacrifice for the city. Oh. So we named yeah. the healing potion after the guy that didn't take the healing potion? 
shot fired. Uh. <laughs> Cabbage pop. Sorry, oh, the, the spirit of Yang just uh. overtook me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys, you guys take a look at these. Um, you will each have two. Um, mechanically, now, anytime you go to shops or you are in need of these things, you can actually go out and purchase them. They have been released uh, essentially nationwide. Uh, now, as far as if they are in the Earth Kingdom, the New Earth Kingdom, not entirely sure. You'll find out when you get there. But from this point forward, whenever you need these things, you can go to the look, any store in the United Provinces and uh, buy these things. So you'll have health potions now. Thank God. <laughs> And uh, Master Mao looks at it and goes, oh, this looks different, yes. True. But it'll do the job if, you, if you're in the spot of trouble. And we're finding out airbenders are a bit of a Looking at your papers, I noticed um, you, Miss Mendoza, and you, Mr. Zaspera. You, neither of you are airbenders, right? Right. Obviously, right. Jaeger is a firebender, so it appears none of us will be addicted to these things, which is good. Addiction is always negative. And he looks to his book again. Oh, what's going on you, Missy? Are you calling me Missy, mister? <laughs> yes, Missy. So, give me a tea on what's going on with you and your life uh, back, at, uh, 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 back at headquarters. Well, I went to the spirit world, which is Okay. Speak up. Help me. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, Go, Go's been uh, being buds with me, and we've been going to the mountain and like breathing and stuff. Um, and she took me there once for funsies, but also to help me heal my my bad time times. And yeah, which 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 brings me to Dante, because I I would I have recently found out, thanks to Go and her uh, ethereal knowledge, that time is different in the spirit portal, or world, excuse me. So it is perhaps possible that he is in fact eight years old and just spent a bunch of time in the spirit world. Oh, well that, ex well, that explains things, but I'll raise a bunch of questions. How he got to the spirit world? That is the question. I have no idea. And also, um, were you and Go able to find out why the spirits were leaving Republic City? Oh, I have no idea. We were kind of focusing on my spirit, you know, as, yeah, as yeah. like a personal thing. And how you feeling? Oh, Frog, am I supposed to roll? Yes, you are. Thank you for reminding me, Kevin. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me a constitution check, Taro. 11 plus 5, 16. You are good. Pretty good. If you Anytime you need healing, let me know. Oh, honey, I don't think your healing would help me, but I appreciate the offer. I finger gun him. Oh, that smiles. Jaeger, I know you're busy with your studies. Do you think you could spare a little time, time from your studies to tell me what's going on with you? And why you are studying? Um, Mr. Bookworm right here is uh, trying to meet me halfway. Did you guys know that we have a schedule? We do. I guess. Yeah, right? Yes, you guys have schedules to go to certain classes when you are in the White Lotus. Uh, you may carry your sash as well, which means you are exempt from these when you are out on missions. However, the way the Lotus is supposed to work is 
Until you have graduated and become full-fledged masters, you still have classes that you must attend. Now, your situation, Mr. Zaspra, would be a little different. You were station you stationed yourself in Republic City to help open the school there. That I think would exempt you from your classes. However, you know, my student Jaeger here and Miss Mendoza, uh, they indeed would have still maintained their class schedules. The way the school was run in the United Provinces is, let's just say, very different from how it's meant to be run. So, if I, let's say, was stationed in the woods by myself, that would mean I wouldn't have a schedule. Well, that... Uh, Jaeger, no. There is no school in the woods. The woods is the ultimate school. Well, no. No, nothing Nothing can teach you as well as a good book and some uh, light practice. I have spoken with the saber-tooth uh, moose lion, and it has told me their secrets. You can speak with saber-tooth moose lions, he said. Yeah, yeah. Or on a first uh, name basis, his name is he Chuck. Leans, he leans into Kevin and says, Do you mind examining his brain? He seems to have suffered a malfunction. I want to see where him do a medicine check. <laughs> Don't call me malfunction. I don't know what that means. I'll just do a medicine check on him, Theo. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. If Jaeger lets you. Jaeger, can I examine you for a quick second? Oh, the motion slams head on table. <laughs> well, now he might actually need healing. It's a good yeah. thing we have a water bender with us. 16 plus 6, so that is going to be a 22. He's fine. He's I shake fine. the table. Uh, Miss Mendoza, please. Uh, motion sickness. Motion. <laughs> there, there, Jaeger. The only thing, the only thing you catch your mind is maybe some food. I do need some food. How about I go and get us something to eat and make some tea? Maybe that yes, might bring him back into his reality. Kevin, Kevin, Absolutely. Kevin, Kevin, listen. Let's get the stuff. Let's not get the stuff. Let's let's stuff. not and say we did. Uh, let's just flag down in attendance. Yes, makes. Uh, he raises his hand, um, waiting for an attendant to come, and no one does. And he finally goes, uh, "Excuse me, pardon me. I need an attendant." And finally, someone comes up. It's a, a young woman, uh, probably like eighteen or nineteen, in. Uh, United Provinces attire that looks very much like uh, plain attendance attire, but obviously for trains with earth bender qualities. And she goes, uh, "Hi, I'm I'm totally sorry. Uh, we're pretty short staffed. We've been short staffed for a few months. It's anytime you need help, you know, just please give us some patience. That's all I ask." And she pulls out a small book uh, and a pen and says, all right, "Is there anything I can get you guys? Anything to drink?" <laughs> A cup of tea, please. Okay. And what kind of tea? Any. Um, green tea, please. Green tea, yes. Alright. And anybody else? You got anything with cactus in it? Um. I'm shaking my head now, Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> oh, persuasion. Both of you roll me persuasion. See which one could persuade her answer. Whoever gets the higher <laughs> answer. 11 plus 3, uh, that would be a 14. I got a 19 plus 6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not, yeah, I would not 
be able to beat that. <laughs> she doesn't even pay attention to you shaking your head, Kevin, and she just goes, uh, we do, we do, we have a couple of, uh, adults-only drinks. Uh, if you, and immediately Mal stops and goes, no, 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 he is on duty with the White Lotus. We do not drink while on job. I apologize. Uh, oh, the uh, motion. Yeah, yeah, oh. Exactly. You see, he is so motion sick that allowing something like that would just make you have a mess to clean up, and we definitely don't want that. I no, I just get some water, please. Water I lean into the waitress and I say, don't mind him. He, he's, uh, he's got dementia. I don't mind him. I am his master from the, the White Lotus. Year war. I am his master from the White Lotus. Uh, don't mind him whatsoever. Just a water, please, and a water for me too, as well. Make sure it's diet water. With, I can't have anything there with Aang, uh, in it, you know, whatsoever. He's he's just kind of lost. He's been through so much. So you know, don't listen. He. Jaeger, Jaeger, please mind you. I am trying to speak. I apologize. I apologize deeply for his. Uh, uh, misconduct here. I apologize. Please, uh, we will ensure that he will be kept in an orderly fashion until leaving, until leaving the strain. The poor guy. He this don't guy even know where he's at. keeps calling himself the master, but he's only been here a couple months. It's a Thursday, Mal. We're on a train. We are on a train on duty heading to the White Lotus headquarters. Of course, we are still yes. on task. Yes, we yes. We'll get that Fire Lord Ozai, don't you worry. He's kind of out of it. <laughs> how, now, how does the, um, the wait, uh, the attendant as look at, like, oh my god, what I got myself into? Yeah, Can she I get just your keeps. strongest bean juice? She just keeps bouncing her eyes back and forth between the two, and without writing anything down for either of them, she looks to Utah and goes, bean juice, you said? Yes, bean juice. Your strongest, right, please. You. I got you. Thank you. Uh, and immediately just walks away I want a before bison. anybody else can talk. I want a sky bison thigh, please. <laughs> what a well, that went splendidly. Yeah. Uh, Jaeger, you really must learn to compose yourself out in public. You don't want these outbursts to uh, get you in wrong situations. I'm I telling you this to you. Because we definitely know about keeping ourselves out of that. <laughs> what does that even mean, Yego? What do you mean, roll? <laughs> Oh Just God. like the choo-choo train. <laughs> and indeed, as you say that, you do feel some shakes of the train as, you know, we snap back into reality. Um, time has passed being on this train here. You notice that the scenery around you went from being the mountainous terrain of Omashu, of the Omashu Mountains, to a foresty terrain, back to more of a, uh, a plains-like terrain. Uh, looking at the map that I put on for you guys, that peninsula that uh, Belong was near, where the Great Divide is, where the forest that uh, Jaeger, your family is from, all that, that's where you guys currently are. You are heading northeast uh, towards the Great Divide, which is why you're seeing all the plains around you. Are we going over the Serpent's Pass or anybody? No, you have to get through the Great Divide before getting to the Serpent's Pass. Oh. Yes. So you guys did meet a little earlier than you expected. Um, you were told that you were you would actually meet uh, at the town of Jin, which didn't end up happening. It could have just been some, uh, like, a ticket malfunction for all we know. But uh, needless to say, you guys have now met up, so that actually does make the journey a little bit easier. Minus Mal, of course. 
Um, but in some time, you guys continue your conversations. Uh, Mao eventually falls asleep uh, reading his book. The waitress or the attendant has brought you green tea, has brought um, Mao some water, you some bean juice taro, and Jaeger, she did sneak you some uh, some cactus whiskey for you. You rolled well, man. I was still going to give it to you. Yay. <laughs> yeah, she made sure that he was asleep before handing it to you also. Thank Guys, God. all tuckered out. Guys. Yeah, all that not breathing out. All that not breathing at all. The dementia really gets you. He's a he really needs, good way <laughs> He needs some wholesome, intimate time with a person of his choosing that is completely consensual. And but I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him, guys. Yeah, I don't. He's. I'm not a fan. He gave I've me seen him scrolls. He gave me books. Who does he think he is? Nobody gives me yeah. books. Can you? Can read? you hear him snoring into? Well, let's see if he snores. Yeah, snore check. Snore check. He rolls a fourteen. He he snores louder than Yang did. Yeah. Oh my oh, lord! And he just goes. It's for your own good. Read those books. That's gross. What? I need you guys. I need you guys to take these scrolls away from me. He, he gave me something called a dictionary. And it's, it's just <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> That's actually not a joke. He did hand Jaeger a dictionary. Did he give you? <laughs> I tried to give you a thesaurus too. I I, I I try to teach him about biting his own business, and he's like, "Oh, that's not what that means. Here's a dictionary." Are you serious? <laughs> what an a- what a butt! You guys, you guys need to, you guys need to take this away from me. I Why think I can do serious harm. All this stuff? I start I rolling know. it up. <laughs> um, as this conversation is going on, Jaeger, you happen to glance into the uh, the walkway of this train, and you see a little kid, like could maybe six, maybe eight just staring up at you wearing um, a mix between water and Earth Nation garb and is just staring up at you uh, blankly. No expression on his face, doesn't say anything. Uh, you don't even know how long he's been standing there, but he's just looking up at you as you're sitting there. Hey, kid, you want a dictionary? He just shakes his head with this uh, slightly slack-jawed look on his face, and he just points at you and says, Did it hurt? What? And he touches one of the scars on your arm. Did it hurt? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, right, bud. What, what, did, what are you doing? Did here? that hurt too? And he points to your face. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it did. All of it did. Oh man, I'm sorry. Where are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the mother comes rushing up, grabs him, and says, "Aku, Aku, uh, no, go, go sit with your, go sit with your sister. Uh, go, go. I am, I am so sorry, sir. He, he just is a very rambunctious kid. Loves to ask a lot of questions. I am so sorry, Aku. You cannot ask people stuff like that. That is rude. It is insensitive. No, it's fine. Do you want a dictionary? Uh, no." Okay, I don't want it either. For the kid, it's a gift for the kid. 
doesn't need it. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. He could become very smarticles. Maybe the attendant? I don't know. Oh, and she stops um, with a shocked expression and sees the sashes on your uh, on your clothes and says, "Um, I don't mean to pry, but are you White Lotus?" I, I give a glance to the others. Like, have we been found out? Have we been discovered? We're all wearing our sashes, aren't we? Yeah. Like we're not in hiding anymore, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. You don't kind of hide it from anybody. Yeah. Yeah, we're White Lotus. I just yeah. wanted to thank you guys. Uh, I don't know, I'm sure it wasn't you, but the White Lotus has done so much for my family. Uh, when when I was younger, my home was, being, was burning and White Lotus sentries came and saved my mom. I, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for the White Lotus. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. Thank you. Well, uh, Lotus is opening up a school in Republic City. Oh, you're, that's you're not for me. I, that's certainly not for me. I'm not a bender of any kind, and you know. So you have to be and she kind of, she just gestures to the children sitting at the bench, like jumping on it like it's a like it's a bed, trying to jump like a trampoline. And she just gestures and says, "I have a life. I, I'm not. It's it's not my style to." join into anything like that. Thank you, though. Uh, but anyway, I don't mean to take up any more of your time. I just... Thank you. Thank you. And uh, she goes to sit back down. Yeah. Yeah, uh... If, if there's like a blanket or something that could toss open, that's going to stop that storm. <clears throat> right in that scroll, yes. Jaeger, can you put your cloak on him? Just like over his face. You know what, Jaeger? Hand me that scroll. I'm just gonna cover him. Just put the scroll over, break the scroll over his face. Okay, here you go. And you like, do that, and <laughs> he just goes. Mm, it smells well. Why they pick <laughs> that guy? I just. I, as I did that, I was backing away very slowly. <laughs> like, um, this dude is freaky. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Jaeger, how much of, uh, your firebending techniques have you even written in the scroll? Um, I drew a very crude picture of me breathing. <laughs> and how long ago was that? Um, uh, like when I first got it. Okay, so like four days ago. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder Mal's really getting on you about it. This is homework. It was like it's like the first picture, right? Is me just standing there, like in the focus position. Then you like uh -huh. unwind the scroll a little bit more, and it shows me breathing. Then you scroll a little bit more, and then there is a fiery puppy. Oh. <laughs> To which Mao probably would have said, no, there, there needs to be a little bit more there. He did, yes. So <laughs> I drew more air going into my lungs than before. Like, more lines. <laughs> oh my god. So, some time passes. This train ride's gonna last uh, a few hours. You know, by the time you get to your destination, it may be the afternoon, you know, if everything runs smoothly. 
So, uh, the sun has been beginning to set. Uh, you guys traveling east don't really um, see that, but you do see that the if you're looking outside, you see an uh, escape of the rocky plains around you. Uh, the sky, light in clouds, but um, darkening in tone as the sun is beginning to set the opposite direction of where you guys are heading. Um, I take it you guys really don't do too, too much on this train. Of course, anytime Mal wakes up, which he has not, actually. I think that would be more accurate, is once he fell asleep, he is out. He's like the, he's like a, a parent that is on a plane ride, and the second it takes off, they're conked out until they get, until they <laughs> land. That's basically him. Snores like a dad, too. Can we draw little faces on him? <laughs> sure, give me a... Give me performance checks. <laughs> Let's do it. I got a 16 plus 6. I got 12. Okay. Okay, 16 plus 2, 18. Alright, so everyone got above a 12. Go ahead and describe what you put on his face using a, a, a marker that you're able to pry out, easily pry out of the hands of the attendant willfully. Uh, yeah, I draw angry eagles. eyebrows. Okay. Oh, I just, I just like, I drool too much. <laughs> On his cheek? Yep. <laughs> Why don't you just mark, like, a drool marking? Why do you write, <laughs> I drool too much? <laughs> because when the time he wakes, you, you could see dry drool once he wakes up. It's gonna be all over his face. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Jaeger, what about you? Are you drawing on your master's face? Yeah. I'm gonna draw, um... I'm gonna draw some butt cheeks on his forehead. Jesus. Because he's a butthead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Taro, you were the one that, I think you got a 12. Everyone else yeah. got 16 or 22, I think Jaeger got. So Taro, also roll me a perception check. Oh, beans. Um, 12 plus four, 16. Okay. As you guys are kind of goofing around, uh, drawing on this guy's face, and the whole time he's just, you know, snoring, uh, just making small comments about something that he read in his book just recently or something that he, he liked about it. Um, you know, just little things, just dreaming out loud, essentially. You look up and you see the woman that came up to you guys earlier uh, in, this, in this train ride is frantically speaking to one of the attendants. Now, you can't at this distance make out what she's saying but you see she looks very stressed uh red face um swelling eyes and the attendant is trying to calm her down before all of you hear as he picks up the uh the walkie uh to make an announcement to this cart and he just says if anyone has seen any five to eight-year-old children in Water Tribe and Earth Nation Guard without a parent, please take him to your nearest attendant. Thank you. He puts it back on the wall uh, and continues to try to calm her down before eventually he leaves this cart, uh, moving into another one as she just kind of like shakily walks back to where she was sitting uh, and looks very impatient like she her feet are her legs are bouncing up and down and she's just looking out the window very nervously this train is made of metal isn't it it is I will remind you though that you're on a moving train with a lot of vibrations 
Oh, the motion. But that doesn't mean that you can't try. I would like to try to seismic sense two small childs. Chillies. Okay. Please roll me an arcana check because of the difficulty from the vibrations. I will say if you can pass an arcana check of 14. Nope. I got 9 plus 2. Okay. You don't feel any children. Instead, something else happens, Tara. Only you know this. When you go to try to do seismic sense, this is the first time you've done it since your training with Go. Mm -hmm. Something different happens. Something wrong seems to happen. Taro, when you go to try to do your, your river dance, you get just a flash of this before it breaks. Your connection to your seismic sense in that moment breaks. Uh, in this one moment, you don't just see the vibrations of, you know, what's around you. Granted, it is very fuzzy because of the, you know, the train moving down these tracks. Each individual person looks very different when your seismic sense goes off. There seems to be, instead of just the outlining of their bodies, there's a glow inside every single person. And it really throws you off. You see some are glowing just this gray in the center of their chest. Others, like your allies here, all three of them, Kevin, Jaeger, uh, Mao, have a golden glow in their chests. Jaeger and Kevin, they have a slight, what looks like a tear of blue in this glow. And a number of other people are sprinkled out grays and golds uh, in this spark of your seismic sense. Uh, and like I said, it only happens for an instant. You immediately get kicked out of seismic sense and immediately your nose starts to bleed. Oh man, guys. Hi, Are you okay? It's a thing, and uh, the spirit is like, whatever. Yeah, tissues are bleeding. I have I'll a dictionary. Oh, per perfect. Give me that dictionary. <laughs> okay, here we go. I tear out some pages and I shove it on my page. You sure you don't want me to heal your nose bleed? I mean, if you want to waste your time with it, I mean, I'm fine. It's just inconvenient. I'm not going to heal it then. <laughs> um, should we try to find those kids? Yes. Alright. I'll check the front of the train. Yeah, as you guys are talking about this, um, you do hear, uh, excuse me, and it's the, it's the woman that came up to you guys before with the kid that was asking if your scars hurt, Jaeger, and she goes, I, <laughs> I really hate to bother you guys, um, but I looked away for just a minute, just, just a few seconds, and when I turned back around, my kids were gone. And I, I don't, I don't mean to bother you, but you need to look for your kids. Please, we're on it. We're on it. Thank you. And as you guys get up, let me describe to you how this is going to work. Now, to describe how big this train is. There are 10 cards to it, including the engine. From the back to the front, so if you need to draw this, by all means do so. The first cart is a storage cart. All it has is just, you know, general storage appliances, uh, even like bathrooms for attendants and including passengers alike. The next three carts after that are passenger carts. The fifth cart in the list 
is once again another storage unit. After that storage cart, there, which is the fifth cart of the train, there are three more passenger carts. Exact same setup. So it's a storage cart, three passenger carts, storage cart, three passenger carts. The final two carts, which are at the front of the train, is a coal cart and the engine. This is where the conductor obviously would be riding. Um, now, they did make an announcement in this cart. Uh, you saw the attendant leave. Now, there aren't any attendants in here. You remember before they said that they were short-staffed. So there's no telling if the other carts even know, but maybe that's what he was doing. However, the direction that he was walking was through the storage unit. So it would have been cart number five. You guys, uh, actually would have been cart number six. You guys are in cart number seven, which means you have one passenger cart to your right and one to your left. This is a very time sensitive event. I wanted to add some stress, you know, get you guys pumping for the, get you guys ready for the events on how book two is going to go here. But we're gonna run this a little different from D&D. Instead of having one movement action and one regular action, we are going to use a three action economy. What that means is in your turn, you can move three times if you like. You can move two times and then make a search roll. You can move one time and then do a, have a conversation and make a search. You can do any combination in any number of those actions in your turn. Movement in this game to bypass the whole, you know, uh, what's 30 feet here or what's 30 feet there. Instead, we're just going to say one movement action will get you to a new cart. All right, to keep it simple. So one final time, I'll say this again. This is a time sensitive event. I'm not going to tell you the events of what's going on away from your team. However, if you guys don't find the kids in the time allotted, which is already a predetermined amount that I set before this session, who knows? You wouldn't have been able to find them in time if we get to that point. So with that, I need everyone to roll me initiative. Oh. Dirty 20. 11. 10. Go ahead, Taro, and tell me what you would like to do on this moving train. Okay, if we want to like quickly strategize in like two seconds, will that count as a conversation? That will count as one action. Yes. Now you would still have two more after that. Okay. And that's only, I'm not trying to be harsh. Oh, it's just fine. because this is very time sensitive. Okay. Mom, you want to go up front and go to the next passenger car? Okay, I, I can do that. Okay, cool. And let me roll initiative for her as well. Because I forgot to. Wow, she rolled really good. Okay, everyone else, I think we should start going back. I'm going to rush as far back as I can and work my way back up. Y'all can do whatever. Is that cool. a plan? Sounds like a good plan. Cool. And then my next two, I will go down to... to Alright, so you go from cart 7 to cart 5. That is the storage cart. The mom will rush forward. Uh, you guys aren't following her, so I will... I'm not going to tell you how her event goes since you guys aren't there for it. But she will move forward. Next up is Jaeger. I'm gonna accompany the mum. I'm gonna follow her. Oh, okay. So by doing that, I will explain to you what her action was. She moved to the next passenger cart, passenger cart eight, and she began searching. Okay, her first roll, this is her second action, rolled poorly. Third, she rolled pretty well. She got a 19 on the die. So she um, 
she searched around. A bunch of people are sitting in these uh, seats, acting like nothing's going on. And you know, this leads you to believe that no one has told anybody in this cart on anything that's going on. She's just starting to look through people's stuff. They're saying, hey, hold on now, you can't look through all that. And she's just frantically looking through everything, uh, looking under the benches and all this other stuff. Um, and with her, with that third action, she got a 19. She's able to look through uh, this stuff and just uh, looks up at you and just shakes her head. And Jaeger, it is your turn. You move, you've done one action by moving into cart number eight. So then I'm thinking I'm gonna go um, move to the next car again for the second action, and then do a. All right, you are moving way. to cart number nine. Yeah. All right. This is the coal cart. It is Phil. Obviously, I don't have to describe what a coal cart is. You know what that is. Go ahead and roll a uh, whichever skill you want to use. Go ahead and just let me know so I can set the DC. Well, then I guess I'm just gonna use perception. Look around. Yes. Okay. And that is a seventeen. 17 you do a perceptive look and you see that there is someone that's working the coal he has a shovel in his hand and he's just shoveling it in to this coal pile and kind of like loading it to the engine which is nearby uh, and is continuing to do this uh, you see that there is a substantial amount of coal on this cart and there is a small trail that can lead to the engine room or lead back to where you were from Mm-hmm. And that is your that was your third action? Yeah. Kevin, what would you like to do? Alright. I would like to head to oh, box six. That's where this where you're in six, right? We are in seven. Seven. I would head to six to check the storage rooms there. Uh number six is another passenger cart. So you walk in and you see a load of uh passengers. Now this was the one that the attendant uh, walked into, and you do see that a few of the passengers are kind of just looking up. Uh, some of them had a, have a worried expression, and an attendant walks up to you, Kevin, and says, Are you looking for the kids, too? I, yeah. I can see your white lotus. Okay. I, I haven't seen anything in here, but you're welcome to give it a shot. Okay. Uh, I want to roll perception to see if there's anything there, Mr. All right, go ahead. Alright, that is going to be a 14 plus 3, 17. 17? Alright, 17 is pretty good. You start looking, um, rather than uh, looking through anything, you're just trying to perceive what's in front of you. And you do notice that the this cart is about as busy as the one that you came from. So some of the seats are empty, some of them are not. A bunch of uh, uh, storage containers above all the seats, above all the tables have already been looked through and some of them are open. You see there's a couple of attendants already browsing through here. Uh, with a good of a perception check as that, one of them will say, hey, I'm gonna you know, check to see if the ladders are secure uh, between carts. And the other one just kind of nods. Oh, oh God. I'm gonna check the ladders. <laughs> All right, to which cart? Um. You are currently in cart number six. Right. That's what I was like, thinking. Um, I'm going to check the carts uh, going back to four seven to see okay. uh, what's that secured. <laughs> okay. So you are moving back to another cart that will count as another action, meaning that you can do the search on your next turn. Okay. All right. Round two. Tara, what would you like to do? I'm going to go down three more. 
I'm in number two. Yes, you are. That's it. Done. Okay. Uh, we've got the mom, Jaeger. You left her line of sight. So one of her actions, she is going to come into the cart that uh, you guys started. And Kevin, you see, you lock eyes with her. And um, she's going to use her second action. You know, the first was moving into this one to say, uh, we just checked the cart up in the front. We didn't see anything. Gotcha. Uh, we checked the ones uh, behind me. We didn't see anything. I, I hope they're okay. Uh, I'm going to check this. Uh, check this ladder. Hopefully, they didn't do what I think they might have done. I hope not. Those are supposed to be uh, pulled up and blocked, so people can't get on them. I'll, I'll check. I'll, I'll check the next one. Okay. Uh, and she rushes back to where she came from. Uh, Jaeger. Okay. I am going to move into the engine room. All right. You use your action, one of the actions moving into the engine room, and you see that there's the conductor in here. There's a bunch of uh, levers and stuff. I don't need to describe what an engine room looks like, uh, but I will say that this is Jaeger's first time seeing this stuff. I know you, the player, knows what it looks like. This is new to Jaeger, so, you know, role play that how you will. I'm going to... I'm going to talk to him okay and tell him hey are you able to stop this thing mm, you want me to stop a moving train yes um all right and he pushes this lever back and then just stands there what I need on, to as, as a player is he actually trying to stop the train you just saw him push the lever back are you okay uh character to character did you really stop this train you think a train can just stop willy-nilly like that? No, I pulled this lever because we're trying to move forward. Okay, okay, this, that's what you want to do. Uh, Jaeger's gonna intimidate him. Oh, your third action to intimidate, go ahead. This is gonna be fun, Roll, uh, role play that for me too. Uh, so let's see 19, what the dice roll was. 19 plus six. Uh, yeah, uh, role play this for me. Listen here, man, we got a missing kid. We got my team searching for him. And we're not moving another inch till we find him. And I pull out my axe and bring it up to his chin. Hey, 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 okay, okay, all right. Listen, listen. I can move, I can try to stop this train, but you got some kids missing. I understand. I'm sorry. I didn't know the situation. No one's told me anything. But I, I believe me when I say the train's not just going to stop because we want it to. It's going to take a while. Well, you better get to work on it. If I move up five cars and this train is a stop by then, I'm coming back. It's not, it, it's gonna take minutes before this train stops. You better pray it does. Uh, he, he pulls a few more levers. You see, um, you see he, he grabs some and honk, um, you know, honks the horn, I forget what it's called, the, the horn or whatever for the train. And it roars into uh, a screeching sound as you hear the wheels begin to uh, scrape across the metal trying to stop and you do feel the pressure uh, and everybody else roll me dexterity checks including you Jaeger to see if you can maintain your posture as this train immediately uh, begins trying to halt um yeah do a check I got a nat 20 nice Kevin, you are able to hold your posture. Jaeger, you are. Taro, this um, immediate tug kind of throws you off balance and you land uh, on your butt. The mom did as well. 
which means that on your turn, you will spend one action getting back up. Okay. What the hell? Uh, next turn is Kevin. You are able to hold your posture. Now, this train is definitely still moving. It takes a while for trains to stop, right. but you definitely do feel the brakes are on and applied now. First action. Checking, uh, checking the ladder to see what didn't move at all. Roll me an investigation check on these ladders. Oh, that's good. 19 plus 1, so a dirty 20. Alright. Cart number 7 seems to have its ladders secured and would not be able to be reached, by ch especially by children. Okay, so these ladders are high. Good to know. Uh, I'm going to back to Passenger uh, 6 and check me and do an investigation on its ladder. Alright. This would be your second and third action. Go ahead and roll me an investigation on these ladders. Oh, bad. Total of eight. <laughs> um, you were feeling another jolt and you just weren't able to focus enough to look. And that's just because of how bad the roll was. I'm sorry. Oh, now I got motion sickness. Ugh. Yeah. Taro, it is your turn. Uh, you feel the brakes were applied and you kind of like fell back. Uh, luckily, you weren't jumping between carts when that happened, otherwise, oof, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll do one action to get up, and then one action to go into the storage. Um, and it, is the storage just, like, a bunch of boxes and stuff? Yeah, describe what you see, um, a storage unit in a cart, in a train cart of the 60s would look like. Um, I imagine, like, a bunch of, like, serving carts and stuff, um, a bunch of like suitcases and other big boxes they're transporting here there. Maybe a car, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not a car. <laughs> no, definitely not a car, but everything else sounds pretty accurate. You also do see a little nook where like the attendants would sit for break or something just to get away from passengers. And uh, the storage carts are also the same carts that have bathrooms, uh, both for the attendants and for the passengers, because it's the 60s, I guess. Cool. Would it be possible to say I can do an athletics check to like move around like all these heavy boxes and stuff to like search for them? Um, I think that would be pretty good. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, six plus six, twelve. Hmm. I said it at sixteen. So you go to yeah. start trying to move your way through these cart or these uh these boxes and stuff, trying to look through them as you're uh snaking your way and your foot kind of gets uh, locked up between two of them as uh, it gets, it's pushing backwards because of the, or I guess pushing forwards because of the brakes being applied. Aye, fair. Uh, let's see, it's the mom's turn. And you guys don't know what she's doing, so Jaeger, it is your turn. Okay, so from the engine room, am I able to like climb onto the top of the train and like survey the area? You have yet to do any investigation or perception on the engine, so I would say on the engine cart, so I would say you'd have to roll a perception or investigation to find that one out. Okay, I will investigate. The information that I provided last time was just given to you. Right. Yeah, I'll do investigation. Alright. Uh seventeen plus one. You do see that there is in fact a uh, a ladder. Uh, at between the carts that you're able to like climb up on the engine 
uh, on the top of the engine cart. Say, for instance, if something got clogged up in in the uh, in the the coal output or outlet or whatever, and they had to climb up here to dig it out or something, for instance. Right. But I can climb that to reach the top of the train. Yes, climbing does still count as an action as well. That yes. would technically be a movement. So you have used two actions. Okay. So then I'm gonna survey around the train, like perception around the train. Okay. Roll me perception check, yeah. And based now that I'm going to base this off of uh, distance. So the further the distance, the harder the DC. So whatever you whatever you roll, you'll still get information, uh, but it may based off of your role may not pertain to just you know, how far you are. You can't look at the very back of the car, that'd be like right. an easy, very good yeah. point. You know what I mean? Um, I got a 16 plus 2. 16 plus mm -hmm. 2? Alright, you are able to look back about four other carts, and it looks like uh, it looks like the rooftops are clear on these first four. So that would be the coal car and then the three passenger cars. Beyond okay. that, you, you're just having a hard time seeing, because it's it's far. Right. Okay. Kevin. Alright, I'm going to check this ladder, because I'm like, ugh, I got all my motion sensors going. Look at this ladder again, like, check to see if this ladder secure. Mm-hmm. Do it again. The DC will be easier this time. You know, whenever you fail, I do make the next roll for that same thing easier. Okay. That's a little better. 13 plus 1, uh, 14. Okay. Uh, you do see that it is uh, reeled up, essentially, um, and you go to try to tug on it, and it feels secure. It feels like this one is locked in place and good. Okay, so I'm at six, so I am going to move to five, the storage unit. Okay. So when I'm getting there, do I see Taro in this one, or she's in the very back one? She's in, uh, she's in cart one. Okay, at five, uh, it's a store. Not storage, right? Five is storage. It's supposed okay. to be storage. I wrote store instead of storage. <laughs> My bad. Alright, um, good to know that. So, I am going to, uh, begin to try to look around. Like, do like an overall look. But on my next turn, I'm just going to do like a deep circle on these freaking boxes. Okay, so this turn you're just doing a perception. Next turn you're doing yeah. an investigation. Exactly. Alright, go ahead. That's good. That's a pretty wild success. In here, you see much of the same thing that Taro saw where she was. You see boxes, crates, uh, you know, moving carts for the attendants to bring stuff around. Uh, things of that nature. Uh, one of the tables that were used for, like, the break room, essentially, in this little in a corner of this place has been toppled over because of the brakes being applied. Uh, there is a bathroom door that is slightly opened uh, to your immediate right. Uh, and you do see that there is a, because of how wild of a success that was, uh, you know, over 20, I am going to say that there is an attendant in here and they will just, um, they will say, yeah, I've just looked in here. I haven't seen anything. Okay. Uh, if I were a kid, where the heck would I be? <laughs> oh. Where do y'all keep food? Like, like food, snacks. Where exactly? You've already used your third action. All right. You have to do that on the next round. Yeah, I definitely that's popping my head too. I'm gonna keep myself now. Fourth round, guys. Taro. 
What are you doing? I'm gonna move the boxes again. Go ahead, and the DC is gonna be a lot easier since you know you may have failed the first one, but you still you're doing the same action. So. Thirteen plus six, nineteen. All right, you're looking through these boxes. You see a lot of it just seems to be uh, items that people would ask for. You see waters, you see uh, whiskey bottles, you see food, uh, dry foods mostly. Um, you also see cloths, rags, cleaning supplies, uh, n but nothing that, no child-related object in these boxes. It looks like this car would be pretty clear of that. Um, and I'm gonna call out, anyone in here? Looking for two children. Okay. You are... That would be your second action to try to communicate? Yes. Okay. You hear no response. Except for the roar of uh, the grinding wheels on the metal outside. Um, then I guess I'll move up to the passenger cart number two. Okay. That, that would be your third action. One athlete, or one check, one communication, and one movement. Mom's turn. You don't know what she's doing. Jaeger's turn. Alright, I'm gonna get off the ladder, which I'm assuming is an action. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go into the coal room, which is an action. And mm -hmm. then I'm going to start going through the coal, like getting piles off of it. See if the kid uh, threw himself in there for funsies. Okay. Um, roll me an investigation. <clears throat> that is a 14. 14. You begin um, just sliding coal around, looking through as though you are digging. Uh, and the coal worker kind of props up and he, he goes, Hey, what, what you doing? You, uh, you missing a wedding ring or something? <laughs> no, there's a missing kid and I'm seeing if they're in here somewhere. Oh! Oh, no, no, there, there ain't no kid. Why would you say there's no kid? Because I've been here all day. I haven't seen anything. I seen you shoveling it in, but there's no way that a kid could have gotten past you, gotten to the coal somehow. Uh, next turn would be Kevin. Oh, that would be me. Uh, actually, uh, do y'all have food or snacks, anything like that? Something oh, that yeah, of course we do. And he just gestures over to one of the uh, one of the carts or one of the uh, crates. I'm gonna check that to see if then one of them just went in there because they were hungry. Alright. Uh, roll me a perception check on these cards, actually. Okay. So one communication action and one check. 19 plus 3, that is gonna be a 22. That's really good. Uh, you look, you don't even have to open the crate to look. You see that all of the crates in this one, or almost all of them, haven't even been uh, opened. They still have like the signature seal of the train, uh, train like the tram station that they came from. Uh, and with that good of a roll, you glance over at the rest of the crates and those that have the seal haven't been touched and you would know that that indicates they haven't been opened. And the others that have been opened were where you saw the uh, attendant already looking through. With my last action, I am going to go to. I'm going to go to four. A, a okay. passenger, like, train carton four. And rain, I see him there. Oh boy, guys, turn number five. Taro. I'm shaking. Okay, I'm going to. Um, I would like to search in car number two with perception. Okay. Perception. Uh, I 
feel I should have clarified this sooner. I apologize. Um, perception is different from investigate. Perception is seeing what's there. Investigation is searching for something that isn't uh, openly apparent, if that makes oh. sense. Okay, then I'll do investigation instead. Okay. I have been, because of the um, lack of clarification, I have been giving you guys kind of like a hybrid of the two. But I do feel it it would only be right for me to let you guys know that there is a difference between the two. Ooh, 15 plus 2, 17. 17. You roll an investigation, you got yourself a 17, which is pretty good. Uh, you begin looking under the tables and stuff like that. The people that are sitting in this area, the attendants aren't in this cart yet. So they haven't really been notified and they are just kind of like saying, hey, you can't look through my stuff. Notice the white lotus sash and kind of just shut up and let you <laughs> do your thing. Uh, but you look through here, it doesn't look like anybody is high playing hide and seek or anything, which sounds like something a kid would do. Uh, you don't see anything under the tables, nothing under like in any nooks between uh, the seats or anything like that. It looks like the interior of this card is clear. I'll use another action and be like, are there any children in here? Uh, roll me, jeez, it wouldn't be like, <laughs> just roll me a charisma check. Aww. Or a persuasion if that's better for you, since that may have a bonus. It's a zero versus a negative one, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eleven. Eleven, yeah, that passes. Oh. Uh, because that would be really easy being from the White Lotus. Uh, one person goes, yeah, one... I saw a kid running from the back. He started running back towards the front. Perfect, thank you. I, I will go, that was number two, right? My second action. Yes. Okay, then I will move up to number three. All right, roll me a perception check between cards two and three. Fourteen. Fourteen. You didn't notice this before because um, you were kind of just beelining to the back. Uh, plus, this would have just been out of your peripheral coming, walking through a door. You notice that there is a little girl frozen in fear on one of the ladders that have been pulled down on cart three. And I am stopping right there and not going into cart number three. Jaeger, it is your turn. So to carry on the conversation with the dude, mm -hmm. I say, there's no way that a kid could have snuck in here without you knowing, put himself in the skull. I mean, there there might be a way, but uh, no, I didn't see anything. You can keep looking if you want. <sighs> you need right. shovels more coal. Hey, stop mm. that! Well, I gotta Did keep you the, the train stopping. Yeah, I guess that's right. And he uh, he pours the coal back on the pile. Cool. Thanks. Then Jaeger gets up to go to the. Let's see, I'm in the coal. I'm gonna go back to car eight and investigate. Okay. Go ahead and roll me that investigation. Natural 20. Bro, nice. Okay, so a nat 20, you, I gotta give you a pivotal moment here. Uh, you are making your investigations in this uh, cart, and before you really even get too far, the mother comes rushing over to where you are uh, with an attendant, and the attendant says, or she says, they think they found where they might be. What? Well, let's go. In the back. In the back? 
Okay. Uh, Jaeger would then start doing that. But I think On your next turn? Third action, yeah. Okay. Kevin, you are in card number four. Yep. I am going to investigate. I'm going to start my investigation on card number four. 18 plus 1, that's a 19. A 19, it's pretty good. You start uh, looking through this stuff. By now, uh, some of the attendants have moved their way into this cart with you, and you all collectively look together, uh, not finding anything. Some of the attendants are spending their time talking to the, um, the passengers, trying to figure out anything. Uh, and as you're investigating, you do hear one of them say that there was a bit of time ago when two kids came rushing and giggling um, this way towards the back. I'm making my way to uh, cart, uh, cart number three. Okay, you had inside cart number three. This is uh, action number two. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to uh, investigate this cart. Do it. That is going to be 19 plus 1, 30 You begin investigating in here. Some of the attendants came uh, with you. Uh, and as you're investigating, you look up and through the window of the next cart, you know, uh, from cart 3 to cart 2, you see Taro frozen looking over uh, off to the side in a location that you can't see. In fact, this is my third action. That's all I can do. Like, once I can't see her, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, sugar honey iced tea. Taro, turn number seven. Okay. All right. Um, Taro is going to first. Okay, wait. You said she was on the ladder. Is it? She is frozen in fear uh, as though she was climbing up this ladder and just couldn't do it. So she's like hanging on the, the, the bar of the ladder for dear life right now. Taro's going to reach her hand out to the girl say, hey, come on. I got you. Don't worry, I'm a metal bender. Uh, roll me a persuasion. Oh, man, that's not great. Two plus four. Nope. Zero. Two. She just shakes her head uh, with her eyes clenched shut, uh, teeth gritting as little tears come down her face, just holding on to the ladder, too scared to move. Okay, can I just go and try to grab her? <laughs> Uh, yeah, go ahead. Roll me, um, athletics, I guess. Nat 20 plus six. The, when you go to grab her, she kind of snaps out of the fear and just immediately, like, this is going to sound weird, monkey hugs you. You know how, like, baby monkeys immediately just grab onto their moms? Yeah. She goes and just immediately, like, wraps around your, uh, your chest. There, there, I got you, don't worry. And I tried to stop him, I tried to stop him. Where'd he go? He went up there. Oh my god. Okay, um, I still have one turn, right? You do. Okay. I will I'm say, gonna... you do have a child on you now. <laughs> well, ah oh man. Okay, I guess I'm gonna take the child with me back into the, the second, or I guess into the third card. It's Kevin's I don't know. All right, you go into the third card and you do see Kevin. In which case, also, Kevin... No, Jaeger, it is your turn. Okay, And so... you see the... Well, it's the mom's turn. She rushes uh, all of her movement to the back. As far back as she can go. All right, Jaeger will do the same. Okay. All the way. Now, now it's Kevin's turn. <laughs> okay. 
Well, it's been fun, guys. <laughs> so I'll uh, talk to you later. <laughs> okay, I see Taro coming towards me, right? Mm-hmm. She walks through the door and she has this child, like, clinched to her chest. Like, oh. wrapped around, like, uh, like a backpack. Front uh, backpack. Okay, I'm going to take the child from Taro. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like, hey there, sweetie, I got you, I got you. Should I use persuasion to get her off? <laughs> yes. Okay. That is going to be 13 plus 2, a 15. Okay, uh, she looks up at you, Taro, with these, like, fearful eyes and looks over at Kevin and looks back to you. Oh, he's okay, sweetie. You can trust him. And she reaches over for you, Kevin, for you to grab her. Okay, I'll take her and I ask, where's your brother? He went up top. Oh, dear lord. Okay. Uh, Tara, do you think you can go and get him? Yeah, I'm the next turn. Get him, girl. I'm going to use my... That's going to be the end. Pretty much encouraging Tara to go get him. Yes, uh, because you... let that child go. Is that is that the only thing you're doing this turn, Kevin? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Taking a kid uh, and encouraging her. All right, so essentially what I'm doing for that, uh, that's basically like he's giving you advantage, uh, Taro. Your next turn, I will give you a, an extra action. You would have four. Sick. That you get to use now, because it's your turn. Turn oh, number eight. Sick. Oh, the pinnacle of this, of this encounter. I'm climbing up that ladder that she was frozen on. All right, you climb up the ladder. Um... You don't need to roll a perception because there's really not too much to see up here. You see the same little boy that was talking with Jaeger. Uh, he's uh, he's like on his hands and knees as the wind is like pushing him, but you know you're also halting to a stop from the front with the uh, with the brakes on, and he's having an incredibly hard time even maintaining even at this position any kind of balance as he begins to kind of slide to the side off of the top of this train. Oh, no you don't. No you don't. Hold on. Hold on. I have a thing. Hold on. Um, can I do emergency barrier and like make a barrier around him so he doesn't slide off with the metal? With the metal? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I think I there's actually sh- a thing in here. There's shaped metal, but there's also uh, you should be able to, since you are a metal bender. But I would ask you to roll me an Arcana check, because it's perfectly understandable to use uh, these techniques in a way that's not fully written. Uh, but in order to see if you are capable of doing that, because it's not written that way, I need an Arcana check from you. Okay. Wow. God. Bad. Uh, six plus eight. Can I try again? Uh, what is what is that? Six plus eight is fourteen. Oh no! Whoa! Sorry. Six plus two, eight. Oh, yeah. Jeez. You you try and you're unable to. So you use one action to climb up the ladder, one to do this emergency barrier. You have two more, Taro. I'm trying that again. Do it. Ugh! Jeez. Total ten. Total of ten. An emergency barrier is what level? It's level a feature. One? Oh, a feature. Oh, that's the AC raising one, isn't it? Is it? I thought that was the... As a reaction, you can spend your chi to make a barrier in front of you or a target up to 30 feet from you. Oh, wow, I didn't read that one. Whoops. I think you were looking for earth barrier. Oh, yeah, I guess it was earth barrier. Okay, you got a 10, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, that's, yeah, that still wouldn't do it. But you've got, what was that, your third action? Uh, yes. You've got one more, thanks to Kevin. Okay, I'm good. Just, I'm just gonna run up to him and try to just hold on to him. <laughs> uh, roll me an athletics check as you try to barrel towards him without hurting him or knocking him off. I will say this right now, a fail, you're not gonna catch it in time. Okay. And the DC I would set for this would be 15. Okay. 17 plus six. Describe for me, Taro, how you rescue this child. Uh, she's like full on sprinting and does like a tuck and barrel roll scooping her him into her arms as you do he is just frozen in your arms shaking uh and he finally looks up at you and just says i wanted to see if i was an airbender well i take it you're not sorry kid <laughs> good job guys <laughs> good job everybody round of applause oh, thank you jesus <laughs> Round of applause, GGs. I love a good train heist. Yeah, I thought I'd throw something, uh, something different your way. Can we get the, can we get the little girl? Can we get the boy? I got both of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, she kind of did. She just kind of no, handed what, you the other one, like. No, that's why I say I've got the girl with me. You got you, you got the boy, but you uh, say yeah. both of them. And Jaeger, you come rushing in just as uh, Taro comes walking through this cart uh, because you have used your actions to keep moving back. Uh, Taro comes walking into cart number three with the boy in hand, in, I guess, arms, uh, as Kevin is holding the girl, and the mom just rushes to the two of them. They shout mom, and they hold each other, and, they, and she's just scolding. Well, not really scolding, not even scolding. She's just like tearfully uh, enjoy as uh, she is holding her two kids here. I kneel next to the kids and I hold up some markers and I'm like, hey, you kids want to do some drawing? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll end the episode. Tara, it's awesome! Oh, shucks. Hey. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Book 2, Return, Chapter, not Episode anymore, Chapter 1, Trains, Trains, Trains. Uh, if you liked this, please, please give us a five-star review on Apple uh, Podcast and now on Spotify. I think you can only do the app for now. It's not on the mobile or the uh, the web version for some weird reason. Uh, but yes, uh, we have a big stretch goal that we want to try to make this year. We want to hit a hundred five-star reviews. Doing that's going to get you guys some bonus content. Uh, we plan on doing something that I have been calling. The Pirates of the Chameleon Bay. Uh, it's going to be a one-shot spin-off of Pirates of the Caribbean in the Avatar world. Uh, Chameleon Bay is a place in the Avatar world. Fun fact, Chameleon Bay is where Korra's body washed on shore about eight years ago. Anyway, uh, if you also want to, I would highly recommend... 
uh, checking out our Discord, We Roll Dice, where I plan on putting in a blooper from the previous week's episode every Saturday. Also, also, if you want to take a look at the classes that we are using and follow along with what these players are doing as we play, feel free to go into that Discord. You can find the Elemancer classes, which is our, you know, the, the what we call these these classes, right there in the Elemancer class guide channel in the Dicebenders D&D section of the Discord. Uh, also, there are a ton of really cool podcasts that is in our community. You know, we've got uh, our friend Don, who is actually the narrator that you hear at the beginning of every episode. Uh, he's got the, his Hexgrid Heroes. We've got Sean, who has always done the cover art for our series, uh, who does Eterna. We've got Chris. Though his series is over, he was doing a superhero podcast using the mask system called Horizon. Check that stuff out. Check out our Discord. We've even got other podcasts in there uh, that, that will pop up with uh, a few of their content stuff every now and then, which is always a beautiful thing to see. And, uh, yeah, it's a fun place to hang out if you like rolling dice, <laughs> hence the name. Uh, anyway, not going to hold you guys on for too much longer. Please let us know what you thought of this episode. We put a lot of love into this, and this was a good way to set the tone for how intense things can get for book two. Uh, at this point now, I am recording this part about seven months after we did this recording in the first place. So I can tell you, as future Frog, a lot of good stuff is coming. And I highly, highly recommend... Uh, you know, subscribing for more shenanigans, <laughs> giving us that five-star review, checking us out in that Discord, and I hope to see you guys in the next chapter. Hasta la bye-bye. <laughs>